The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Mythology Explained YouTube channel. Please note that there are two narrators for this podcast, myself, Silas, and Zach. Please enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome to Mythology Explained. In today's video, we are going to try and figure out whether demons are more powerful than angels. Let me start off by saying that this question has no definitive answer and that there's a lot of different ways one could try to answer it. Different ways yielding different results. There's different angelic hierarchies and there's different demonic hierarchies, many of which, in both cases, have been influential for centuries. Although, I will say that angelic hierarchies do have a degree of legitimacy that demonic hierarchies do not. Most demonic hierarchies were produced during the late medieval period, the renaissance, and the early modern period, and words like occult and folklore go a lot farther in describing them accurately than the phrase Christian doctrine. The Bible has little to say about angels and even less about demons. We'll begin by answering two questions. Where do demons come from, and how is the angelic hierarchy structured? Answering where demons come from, we'll explore the theory of demons being fallen angels. While this isn't the only theory that explains the origin of demons, in the Book of Enoch, for example, demons are said to be the spirits of the Nephilim, it is the most widely accepted theory in Christianity, as evidenced by many of the early church fathers endorsing it. Answering how the angelic hierarchy is structured, we'll look at Dionysius, the Areopagite's angelic hierarchy one of the most influential and widely recognized systems of angelic stratification in Christian theology. However, it is important to note that there is no single official version of the angelic hierarchy accepted by all Christian denominations, different traditions having various interpretations and classifications of angels. At this point, having established that demons are fallen angels and that, as conveyed by Dionysius's angelic hierarchy, some angelic orders are more powerful than other angelic orders, we'll see that whether demons or angels are more powerful is contingent on how powerful the demon was as an angel before falling from grace and being cast out of heaven. This will then tie into Michaelis's classification of demons, a demonic hierarchy established in the early 17th century that ranks demons based on the rank they held as angels before becoming demons. All right. Let's get into it. The Book of Revelation is the final book of the New Testament and contains prophetic visions and symbolic language describing the end times. Among its many passages, Revelation 12 verses 7 and 9 stands out for its depiction of a cosmic battle between good and evil. This passage describes a war in heaven between the archangel Michael, leading the army of God, and the dragon, identified as Satan and the corrupted angels who follow him. In the end, Satan and his angels are defeated and cast down to earth. This account of the heavenly war has contributed significantly to the belief that demons are, in fact, fallen angels who followed Satan in his rebellion against God. The casting down of these fallen angels to earth is often seen as the moment when these beings began to influence human affairs, corrupting humanity and working against God's plan. Early church fathers, such as Origen, Augustine, and Tertullian, also offered commentary on the origin of demons. 
These influential theologians generally agreed that demons were fallen angels who had rebelled against God, but they sometimes interpreted specific biblical passages differently. The views of these early Christian thinkers helped shape the doctrine of the church regarding the nature and origin of demons. Origen, an early Christian theologian and philosopher, posited that demons were fallen angels who rebelled against God. In his perspective, the heavenly war depicted in Revelation 12 verses 7 and 9 represented the perpetual conflict between good and evil, wherein the fallen angels, now demons, persisted in defying God and obstructing his divine plan. Augustine of Hippo, another prominent early church father, concurred that demons were fallen angels, but his interpretation of their descent differed from origins. Augustine maintained that angels were created as inherently good by God. However, some chose to abandon their creator, thus becoming corrupted and evil. In his view, the fall of these angels was a consequence of their pride and desire for autonomy. Augustine's interpretation aligns with accounts of Satan's fall in the Old Testament books of Isaiah and Ezekiel. He believed that the casting down of Satan and his angels to earth in the book of Revelation signaled the commencement of their malevolent influence on humanity as they endeavored to lead people astray from God. Tertullian, a third-century Christian theologian, agreed that demons were fallen angels who fell due to their pride and rebellion against God, akin to Augustine's view. However, Tertullian emphasized the role of these fallen angels in the moral degradation of humanity more heavily. He contended that demons deliberately sought to deceive and entice humans, luring them away from God and into sin. In Tertullian's interpretation, the heavenly war in the book of Revelation symbolized the continuous spiritual war between good and evil forces, with fallen angels playing a pivotal role in the cosmic conflict. This takes us to Dionysius the Areopagite, also known as Pseudo-Dionysius, a Christian theologian and philosopher who lived during the late 5th century to the early 6th century. Although his true identity remains uncertain, his writings have had a significant impact on Christian theology, especially in the areas of mysticism and the celestial hierarchy. Dionysius is credited with developing a detailed hierarchy of angels, which has been influential in Christian thought and art throughout history. In his work titled The Celestial Hierarchy, Dionysius proposed a structure for the heavenly host of angels, dividing them into three tiers, each containing three orders or choirs. This arrangement is known as the Nine Choirs of Angels. Here is an overview of the angelic hierarchy according to Dionysius. The first tier consists of the angels who are closest to God and participate directly in the divine radiance. The orders within the first hierarchy are the seraphim, the cherubim, and the thrones. The highest order of angels, the seraphim, are said to be the closest to God. Their primary role is to continually worship and praise God, and they are often depicted with six wings and surrounded by flames signifying their burning love for God. The second highest order of angels, the cherubim are known as guardians of God's divine presence. They are often depicted with four wings and multiple faces, representing their wisdom and knowledge. The third highest order, the thrones are considered to be the angels of divine justice and authority. 
They are said to support the throne of God and are often depicted as great wheels covered in many eyes. The second tier consists of the angels who govern the universe and help guide the activities of the lower tier. The orders within the second hierarchy are the dominions, virtues, and powers. Also called the dominations, the dominions hold authority over the lower orders of angels and are responsible for maintaining the cosmic order. They are often depicted holding scepters or orbs, signifying their dominion. The virtues are responsible for performing miracles and maintaining the natural order of the universe. They are often associated with courage and strength and are depicted holding symbols of power, such as flaming swords. Also called authorities, the powers are considered to be the celestial warriors and defenders of the divine hierarchy. They are often depicted wearing armor and bearing shields, signifying their role in combating evil and preserving God's creation. The third tier consists of the angels who interact directly with humanity and the material world. The orders within the third tier are the principalities, archangels, and angels. Also called rulers, the principalities are responsible for overseeing nations, groups of people, and institutions. They are often depicted wearing crowns and carrying scepters, signifying their authority. The archangels are considered the chief messengers of God, conveying divine messages to humans and providing guidance and protection. Some of the most well-known archangels include Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, and Uriel. The lowest order of angels, angels are the most familiar to humans, acting as messengers, guardians, and protectors. They are often depicted as winged human figures and are assigned to specific individuals or tasks. Here, a general conclusion can be drawn. Because demons were once angels, and because some angels are more powerful than others, it can be deduced that demons who were once higher-ranking angels are more powerful than lower-ranking angels. Meaning if a demon once belonged to the order of seraphim, they are almost certainly more powerful than any of the angels who belong to the eight lower choirs. Therefore, the question of whether demons or angels are more powerful can't be answered categorically and must be looked at on a case-by-case -case basis. It could be argued that fallen angels, demons, are weaker than angels because they're basically severed from God. However, this doesn't seem to be true. Evil people aren't at some power disadvantage to good people, so extrapolating from that, it would make sense that the same would apply to demons as well. The idea that a demon's power is commensurate to the power they had as an angel is reflected in Sebastian Michaelis's book, Admirable History, written in 1613, which includes a classification of demons that was supposedly recounted to him by the demon Bereth during the exorcism of a nun. This classification is based on the pseudo-Dionysian angelic hierarchy and associates demons with the sins they tempt people to commit. The classification also includes the adversaries of these demons who resisted the same temptations. We are only going to go through the first hierarchy, which includes demons that were originally seraphim, cherubim, and thrones. The eight demons in the first tier are Beelzebub, Leviathan, Asmodeus, Bereth, Astaroth, Verini, Grezel, and Sonaon. Beelzebub was a prince of the Seraphim, ranking just below Lucifer. 
Beelzebub, Lucifer, and Leviathan were the first three angels to fall. Beelzebub tempts people with pride and is opposed to Saint Francis of Assisi. Leviathan, also a prince of the Seraphim, tempts individuals to succumb to heresy and is opposed by Saint Peter. Asmodeus, another prince of the Seraphim, is consumed with the desire to tempt people into wantonness. He is opposed by Saint John the Baptist. Bareth was a prince of the Cherubim, who tempts people to commit homicide, become quarrelsome, contentious, and blasphemous. Saint Barnabas opposes him. Astaroth, a prince of the thrones, tempts people with laziness and is opposed by Saint Bartholomew. Verini, also a prince of the thrones and ranking just below Astaroth, tempts people with impatience and is opposed by Saint Dominic. Gressel was the third prince of the thrones, tempting people with impurity, and is opposed by Saint Bernard. Sonéon, the fourth prince of the thrones, tempts individuals to harbor hatred and is opposed by Saint Stephen. This classification does not include Lucifer or Satan because they hold unique positions in the hierarchy of fallen angels and are not part of the specific demonic classification system described. Lucifer, also known as Satan, is considered the leader of the fallen angels and the primary antagonist of God and Christian theology. He holds a distinct position and is often considered separately from other demons. And that's it for this video. If you enjoy the content, please like and subscribe. Thanks for watching.